We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. of the first playback watch party. Let's go. Do you remember what we watched? Um, no. What did we watch? Uh-huh. Warriors Nuggets preseason. Uh huh. Perfect because we got Adam Morris coming on the show. Mm-hmm. And then I know you remember this. You're just being a dick about it. Uh, we we switched to the Dodgers Cardinals uh, yeah. wild card game just because it was do. like you know it was I a do. preseason game and that one was tied in the ninth <laughs> and we had to go over there. It was a good time. It was a really good time. I do. That was amazing. That was uh, it, you know the, the great thing about and look I. I'm a playback guy because you're my, you're my fucking friend and I love it. And we've got some great fucking news coming that I'm going to let you announce, but it's like watching it with your boys, right? Like yeah. I, I'm getting older. I, I'm I'm going to be married by the end of this year. Right. And uh, I don't get never, to hang out with my friends leaving, as much. You never leave the house again, brother. I'm, I, that's, so that's <laughs> my point, right? Like I don't get to go to my boy's house and just watch a game on a Wednesday night. I, that's go. That's not going to be there anymore for me moving forward. So mm-hmm. we've got, got playback. And so I think most of the diehard listeners know I work full-time at Playback. I've been there for almost two years at this point. And, you know, I I was really enamored with the company when we we did the watch party and and one thing progressed to another. And the general idea was we're trying to build kind of the best place to watch sports and hang out for sports communities online. Uh, And it started with watching games and we're trying to grow it out from there. Uh, And we did. And so now playback allows us to record live podcasts. there, similar to what we're doing right now on YouTube. And so starting next week, Monday, October 2nd, first night of training camp, knock on wood, Draymond does not punch anyone that day. We will be live on playback doing light years the way we're doing it right now. And our goal is to do all our pods on playback. Now, what that means, since I know most of you listen after the fact, nothing will change for you. We're going to record it on playback. 
It's going to go on the, the pod feed that you listen on Apple, Spotify, wherever it may be. It'll be there in the morning. You'll know no difference in terms of what we're using to record it. Uh, and if you watch us on YouTube, I'll post the video on YouTube just the same way. But for those of you who want to participate live, we're doing it on playback. And I urge you to because the one thing we can do on playback that we cannot do on YouTube that you and I text about, I want to say like every two weeks, is take live callers. It's like it's going to be a hybrid of the Spotify live days and like the classic YouTube pods we do where we can bring the goons on. Everyone can sound off when Steve Kerr blows a game against the Orlando Magic in November. We can take it to Ryan. We can take it to Luke in Australia, whoever it may be. They can tell me why everything's going downhill. It doesn't matter. But we want to we want we want to make a more community focused show and have some fun with it. Yep. So, yep, I'm with you. That last part is crucial. I think that that's like kind of been one of the things that you and I have been like truly, truly hankering for that we want to bring back. And, uh, you know, people can listen to it on mobile app, right? You don't have to be in front of your, you don't have to like yeah. do a whole thing. Just, just, just turn on your phone, dude, check, check your Twitter, check your X and go listen to us at the same time. Right. Same, same thing as always. We'll be here after every game. I mean, Sam will be here after every game. I'll be here like 94% of the games. You know how it goes. Uh, but yeah, man. I'm pumped up. Let's go. Yeah, you're on the uh, you're on the Igadala plan. <laughs> Hope about like hopefully like the 2016 Igadala plan, not the right, 2023 right, 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 right. plan. Or else you'll see me 30% <laughs> of the games. But you know, the 30% still pretty good. Still pretty 30%. good. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll take it. Um, so <laughs> Steve Kerr and, and Mike Dunleavy talked to the media today. Uh, and it's kind of curious that they did it a week before camp started. Part of me was all conspiratorial that they were trying to like announce something, get away with it. But like word is there's just some conflict at chase. So they just got ahead of the media and we'll play back some of the stuff right now. But I think my high level take is boring. Didn't really say anything. You or I didn't know. We did get another buzzword and it's Andy's favorite word. Connectivity. It is because I like what the word actually means um, and why they like it. Uh, I just didn't know they were looking to to unveil that today. That that was their big thing. They didn't unveil anything else. It wasn't it wasn't like oh we've got a trade or we signed Usman Karuba. No 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 no. Connectivity hashtag connectivity. Can you how can you have connectivity when you also have optionality, Andy? <laughs> it is funny because like uh, you, what do they mean by connectivity? Steve Kerr would tell you that. Part of the reason last year went sideways is because, you know, Jordan Poole wanted to do his own thing. They weren't connected as teammates. Uh, Honestly, vibes we generally don't associate with the Warriors, but they had a season like that, right? It happens. They weren't connected, right? So I I get what he's trying to go. It's like we need to be more of a team. And they haven't announced it, but, like, I just – I feel so confident that 14th or 15th roster guy is going to be like a Juan or a Kent Bazemore type whose like basic job is to just be a bench vibes guy. Correct. You know, like there's a lot of like, you know, bringing in veterans like Corey Joseph and Dario Saric, who I think will play for them, bringing back GP2, just like good, good teammate guys. Right. Uh, yeah. And, and I, and I think that's, probably the reason why Dwight Howard wasn't signed. And, uh, you know, I'm looking at the comments here. Yeah, perfect timing from Douglas, right? I'm so glad they didn't sign Dwight Howard. I, I mean, I 
you got to assume that was the reason why. I'm sure the players wanted him. I mean, it was reported that the players wanted him. But I think when you're Steve Kerr and Mike Dunleavy, the two guys that talked today, is that was, what, number two biggest flaw last season? I would say number one is probably injuries and, and absences of key players. I would say that's number one, obviously. But number two, yeah, man, like these guys didn't like each other. They lost every road game. Uh, that's, that's a big reason why. Like I, I think about the Giants who have collapsed in the second half. They're 4-26 and 26 on the road, Sam. 4-26. and 26. Uh, They were in the playoffs, and now they're just – now. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. And partly to me, is it's that's team chemistry, man. Anytime you can't win on the road, you guys don't trust each other. You guys don't like playing with each other. Um, I think that's what they're trying to fix this season, which is ironic because Chris Paul is on the team. Ironic. And, and we get news today <laughs> that Rodney Magruder is getting a training camp invite. But, right, I, I think that's what they're trying to figure out when, when they say that. I, I, I do agree with you. Like, losing on the road consistently, but winning at home. Like, if you – if you suck, you're just going to lose yeah, right. everywhere. But if you're 30 and 11 at home and then 11, what were they? Uh, they were 11 and 30 on the road. Sorry, they had a better record than 30 yeah. wins at home. Yeah. Yeah. That speaks to uh, an interpersonal issue. That's not a talent issue. You can't be that good and that bad at the same time. <laughs> and, and to your point, it was, uh, we all saw it. They get on the road, a team hits a shot, someone makes a bad foul, everyone rolls their eyes at each other and quits. That was every road game last year, just infuriating to watch. And we don't need to rehash it. We know, you know, Draymond punched Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole held on to it for too long. Kuminga wanted to play. Wiseman wanted to, like there was a bunch of different factors. It's all gone. The new year. Time to time to flush it out. A week from now, they will start camp. And I think that's, you know, that's the big theme. And I'm honestly not surprised they were talking about it. That was the big theme today, which was forget about last year. Let's be connected. We need to work on our connectivity and just get back to being, quote, unquote, the Warriors, right? The more you say it, the funnier it is now that I think about it. But, I mean, I assume Chris Paul is going to be a big part of it. I mean, they they talk about it, too. They talk about um, him being added as part of that. So that's the on-court connection. He's in the group chat. They let us know he's in the group chat. Chris Paul officially in the group chat. Do you think uh <laughs> do you think they have a separate side group chat that's just Steph, Draymond, and Clay? Absolutely. <laughs> that first game where Chris Paul waves off whatever play that they have and uh and goes high screen pick and roll and then pull up mid-range and they lose the game. Oh, Draymond's in that other group chat going off. He just in there talking about how, you know, play the right way, should have passed me, you know. I, no, I hope that's not the case. <laughs> yeah. But uh hope that's not the case. But Steve Kerr had a pretty cool quote about some some of the stuff, right? Including the the Chris Paul texting stuff, which I thought was pretty funny. I don't know if we're gonna get to those, but but uh yeah, they, they I, have, do they have play, I do want to play, I do want it. So we're gonna play a few quotes here. Okay. We'll lead okay, with okay. that one just because I think that one's hilarious. Like Chris because he likes phone calls and not texts. So <laughs> Chris is old school and he wants to talk. And uh we've we've had four or five great conversations this summer. One of the, I, I remember a few years ago pulling him aside after Phoenix beat us in Phoenix and I, I, I told him how much I admired him and his competitiveness and just his, his uh, basketball intelligence. Has Steve found his new Iguodala? Oh, that's he's, a good one. Oh, I like that. I, I, like I think. That. I think he, I think he loves the fact that, uh, you know, because Underrated, they're both kind of dicks. 
<laughs> like we know we know Chris Paul is, but like same type of uh uh they're not as free flowing as like Steph and Draymond. You know what I'm saying? Like they're, they're, we all know Chris Paul's like a little, little tyrant needs to control everything is general, that sort of thing. Andre more laid back personality, but in some ways has all those same characteristics was always the guy you could trust to not turn the ball over and that sort of stuff. So I kind of feel like this is Steve trying to, um, you know, warm up that relationship because he's clearly going to ask him to come off the bench no matter yes, what is. line he does right now. Yes, he does. Yes, he d- And that was the <laughs> biggest takeaway from me today was that Kerr is getting ready. We're, I know we're going to get to more, some more quotes, but Kerr is getting ready. He's getting ready to go up to Chris Paul to ask him to say, hey, it's time, buddy. Um, also, <laughs> Chris Paul's like 45, man. Of course he's not fucking texting. I mean, you, you know, what are we doing here? Right? That part doesn't surprise me because uh, – the. I, I was talking to uh, Teresa the other day and, 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 and she was telling me about how like something wasn't funny, like some joke wasn't funny on TikTok. And I was just telling her like, it's, it's a, it's a Gen Z thing. Like we're 32, babe. Like we're not, we don't <laughs> understand what is funny to these guys. Right. It's just a funny thing. When I think about Steve Kerr's probably thinking about Chris Paul calling him instead of last season, having to hear about Kaminga, you know, post on IG, some cryptic lyric, by some random person that we don't know about how he doesn't like his role on the team. Like that's how, that's how Gen Z kids talk, right. Versus Chris Paul, probably just call Steve Kerr mid season and just tell him to fuck off. Right? Like, Hey, I'm not coming <laughs> off the bench anymore. Right. So I'm sure Steve Kerr appreciates that more than what some of these younger guys do. What time do you think Chris Paul called him? Chris Paul strikes me as a call too early in the morning guy. hundred <laughs> percent. You know, like, 1, like I'm, so I'm, I'm still a millennial. So I'll just text you. At, at like uh, too early in the morning. And, and because you're younger than me, you'll just put me on ignore until you're ready to talk. Mm-hmm. But but like the, the concepts there, Chris Paul will, he strikes me as a guy who calls Steve Kerr before 7 a.m. Oh, or or a guy or a guy who calls after what, 9 p.m.? <laughs> not supposed to call not supposed to call after 9 p.m. to someone with like a, a wife and kids you know yeah you, you think he's just like a no cooth he's just he's just out here he does he doesn't give a shit he just 11 56 p.m. comes around and he's just ringing steve with a double dial he's coming in with a double dial like it's <laughs> like, like it's urgent steve picks up and chris paul's like listen listen <laughs> and it's totally a totally a totally a necessary call too he's probably talking about how what, what type of defense that he should play two weeks from now right or something like that so um, yeah, it's Chris Paul. I really, Honestly, I really that makes think, me like him more. I really think the small ball lineup can work. I these these guys are soft. I can guard fours. I'm telling you. Sounds exactly like what Chris Paul would say. Um, in terms of the Chris Paul just general love fest, there's also this from from Mike Dunleavy that we're gonna play right now. Have your veterans been around or been meeting, I guess, elsewhere together? Uh, how much has Chris been involved in that? And and like, what are you seeing right now as far as how ready and hungry, you know, your veterans seem to be? Yeah, I've seen a great amount of connectivity this offseason. They're <laughs> meeting up in areas, you know, Shameless. Southern California, or Las Vegas, what have you. Um, not only that, there were some times in August where we had our young guys in, and Steph, Steph was in, CP, I mean, Chris Paul took a Southwest flight at 6 a.m. to be up here to, for a workout one day. So these guys are, these guys are all in on making it work having a great season time back to the theme connectivity chris paul the perfect professional unlike gen z jordan pool 
I'll give the Warriors credit when they when they have a, a narrative they want to get out there, they stick to it. It's been this all summer. Last summer, actually, any of the last 10 summers, you don't hear about any of their workouts. And I promise yeah. you this is not the first summer they've ever worked out together <laughs> as a team. That would be very strange. This summer, you're getting all the inklings of Steph organized workout in LA. Steph organized workout in Vegas. Chris Paul is there. Just partially trying to set the tone and get rid of like the bad vibes from last year. But also, just let everyone know. You know? It, it it worries me a little bit just just because you know I, I've seen James Harden do that you know Ben Simmons I've seen a lot of these fake all stars <laughs> do that in the NBA um, so it always worries me. But they aren't they aren't posting it on IG yet. Like worry worry when Steph is posting it on IG. That is true. That that is true. Um, <laughs> he, Mike Dunleavy drops a uh, drops a Chris Paul got up on a six a.m. Southwest flight now. I'm curious because did he mean to say number one, 6 a.m. South 6 a.m. flight? Because you and I were talking, the guy's up early, obviously, because he's old. Uh, Southwest, is he is he a man of the people? Who flies Southwest? Chris Paul's net worth has got to be what 500 can't, million dollars? Can't not, even not jet sweet X? Come on, man. yeah, <laughs> well, he can't fly United, can upgrade a little is bit. Is he Delta? Is he in boarding group? What boarding group is Chris Paul? Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, he's in boarding group A. He's up actually, the you know. You know who Chris Paul is? Chris Paul is the guy who's asking everyone their boarding number to make sure he's in the correct spot. Are, excuse are you 33 me, I am, to 40? Are you 33 to 40? I am B12, and excuse me, I'm moving past you. <laughs> it's absolutely what's going on here. I did that the other day, and I asked someone, what zone are you in? And uh, and they looked at me like I was fucking crazy. I was like, what zone are you in? They're like, zone, zone three. And I was like, oh, I'm zone six. And they looked at me like, dude, what are you doing? Get the hell to the back of the line. Like, listen, listen, man. I'm just, I'm just. People are really anal about about like getting on a flight early or leaving a flight. Do you think Chris Paul gets up right away when the flight when the flight lands? I might be a get up right away guy. <laughs> oh, so I can't. I can't. Yeah. Uh, Why? I'm impatient. Uh, I get a little claustrophobic. Oh, brother. I. I'm old enough to admit that most people look at me as look at this as a character flaw. On my behalf, but but I do. I am definitely a how fast can I get off this plane without without like running over children right, right. and old ladies. <laughs> so uh, I, but it's there, most, I, I mean, you, you know me. Am I a patient, dude? Come yeah, on. no, I, I I I'm a little <laughs> surprised, but yeah, I mean, you know me. I'm sitting there until I'm have to get unless somebody until somebody tells me to get off. I'm just right. I'm just sitting on my phone the whole time. Um, but it's always it's always funny. I've seen people do. Chris Paul is definitely a. Um, He's definitely telling people to take one from you. He's definitely telling you, hey, 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 hey. You know, got to walk out here orderly, right? Everyone's got to <laughs> leave when their roles turn to leave, you know, Corporal Paul. God, it makes me more excited for Chris Paul and end the season now. I'm, I'm all in on it. And, you know, there really wasn't much else to say in terms of the media availability today. It just felt like they're, they're getting everyone ready for the Chris Paul experience and, you know, trying to make it work. This week's Light Years podcast is brought to you by NBA 2K Mobile. Sam, we got a new sponsor. This is my favorite one. Look, I'm a big play games guy, and NBA 2K Mobile just came out with a game that you can play right on your phone, dude. This is as convenient as it gets. You remember those unforgettable NBA moments? Get ready to create your own epic plays with NBA 2K Mobile. 
it is the must-play mobile game for basketball lovers who want to conquer the court online. You can download the NBA 2K Mobile free and start customizing your My Player and Dream Team today. There's always something new to explore. Embrace the summer vibes with intense matches on the beach cruise court. Dive in attorney mode, events, and regular updates for nonstop action. You can also unlock and collect tons of player cards to enhance your team's performance. I just unlocked a Jason Tatum card. I don't know what that means about me. That that was the card that I unlocked, but that's my guy. Future warrior Jason Tatum. <laughs> that is my guy. You can step your game up on the court. You can showcase your skills, climb the leaderboard, become a basketball legend. You can play with the virtual joystick or relax with auto mode. Again, best of all, it's free to play on mobile. So download the NBA 2K mobile free on the App Store, Google Play. Use my promo code Tatum2KMobile to redeem an exclusive Jason Tatum Pearl tier card. That's code T-A-T-U-M-2-K-M-O-B-I-L-E. NBA2K Mobile. This week's Light Years Podcast brought to you by Game Time. Sam, I was in New York and I wanted to catch my first ever Yankee Stadium game. Went to it last second. The app that I used to buy the tickets was game time because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports music comedy and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you will have forget planning months in advance game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football Basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, all the above. The game time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, game time will actually credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without distress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use light years, L Y G H T Y E R S, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account and redeem code light years for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed i feel like this is a good time to transition to our guest tonight from dnvr celebrating you know i'm gonna give this ring an asterisk but but technically they won in denver adam mars how you doing my man that's no, disgusting <laughs> asterisk and all man i'm so i'm i'm with it i'm enjoying the convo um I, I i don't think you should apologize for your southwest take though sam i, I gotta be honest like well, I'll, I'll I'll question people too if they're in in front of the line. Like, oh, what you know? People will try to sneak up ten spots on Southwest. They're always trying I, to get ahead. I hate that. That I hate. That so that I hate. That, and then that they act clueless. Like, oh, am I in the wrong? Like, yeah, you know, you're you're forty spots in the wrong there. <laughs> get, get, get back. <laughs> I'm I don't, so sorry. I did not realize. Come on. I don't think I've talked with you uh, about it in depth. And I know you all enough to know you have takes. So what are your thoughts on the the Chris Paul Warriors experience here? I feel like everybody is acting insane by trying to pretend this is normal. This is the weirdest <laughs> development in the NBA in the last like 10 years. And everybody's just like immediately went to, hmm, that's interesting. No, it's not interesting. This is insane. This is a like sworn enemy, a guy who... I feel like there's no upside, to be honest. I feel like there's no upside for anybody involved, haters or lovers of the Warriors. That That's how weird I think the Chris Paul signing is. Oh, I think there's only upside for Warrior warrior people because any um, anything they achieve, and like, let's be honest, no one's going to like 
pat them on the back for a strong second round exit, you know, but like, let's say it works. Steph did it again. He figured a way out to, to help Chris. Like there's no upside for Chris Paul here, honestly. Right. That's kind of, that's the way it looks to me. And that's where uh, I think we're going to get a full season of Steve Kerr finding ways to give Chris Paul credit for every possible win because he's to your point. He said it, he said it during his, um, Jersey introduction. You could see how uncomfortable he was. He kind of he kind of made an off offhand comment like, "I can't believe I'm in the Warriors." That sort of thing. And it's like, uh, "Yeah, I, we can't either." But but we're gonna we're gonna go with it because it's all it's all wins for us. For him, we'll see. There's the Steph win. I feel like there's only the Steph win, which I know you guys well enough to know that's the ultimate win. <laughs> that like is the, thing <laughs> the only that win. Matters. It's the only type of win that matters. <laughs> so there's still the Steph win. Like getting five would be insane, right? Sure. Um, but there is the weird thing about towing Chris Paul along for that, or worse, he actually elevates and is the reason you win or, or, or a major impact on it. To me, I just, there's the ultimate goal winning a title, but there's also the narrative of how it happened. And to me, this one crosses those wires to where I'm like, I don't know if it were me, I'm just saying if it were me and Joel Embiid came to Denver, I wouldn't be like, Oh, this is awesome. The, yeah. the arrival of Jokic is here now. Yeah. But I mean, he's, He's he's in you're in my age bracket, Adam. Like like let's be honest here. He's gonna he's playing. This isn't like this isn't prime Chris Paul. He's 38. He'll be 39 in the playoffs. Like I'll be, I'll just be happy if he's not injured in the playoffs. Honestly, like given given his track record, it's it's like late. It's like Jason Kidd on the 2011 Mavericks type of stuff. You're gonna you're gonna push back on that and like yes, there's there's a difference there, but it's like what what is he playing? Twenty two minutes a game, averaging eight and four. Like he could be a valuable player for the team, but this isn't you know throwing peak point guard, point guard of Team USA, Chris Paul on the team. It's still, I mean, to me, you're right. That would make it slightly worse, but he's not so old that he's just there to like be a locker room coach, right? He's he's gonna be an impact player. And then the other part of this that I just wonder how you guys feel. I'm just spitting takes here. I, you guys can disagree. But, but the other thing I wonder is the 2015 Warriors and 2016 Warriors, to me, are probably the most likable team I've ever watched. The KD ones, supremely unlikable. 2022, you come back and it's like, wow, likable again. And they get it done. Then you go back to being unlikable. This is the most schizophrenic team for somebody that doesn't have any like invested interest. I'm just looking at this going like, we're back to the team I hate. Do you really think Chris Paul? Because like they didn't add, I can understand how getting Kevin Durant in his prime immediately is like, ah, fuck these guys. Right. Like I I understand that, but we're talking, I mean, this is more akin to the heat getting Kyle Lowry. Where you're just like, I know, I know he's smart. I know he's like, he knows how to play basketball, but like, he's not moving. You know, it's it's not the same player. And then the um, the undercurrent of the Jordan Poole thing, like, we joke about optionality, but like, they're basically saying if Chris Paul is a malcontent, like, we can trade him midseason. That's that's essentially what they're saying, and like, there's a reasonable chance that happens anyway. I don't know. I don't view it the same way, even though undoubtedly he's a top three Warriors villain of the last decade. It's like him, LeBron and James Harden pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's 
LeBron and then CP and actually, yeah, either way. Um, but I do, I do think that other people don't necessarily care as much about. Uh, I don't think they necessarily care as much to hate Chris Paul. Hate is a strong word. Dislike Chris Paul as much as Warriors fans, though. Um, I think other teams just tend to be like, yeah, I mean, he's good. He's kind of annoying. You know, maybe he's kind of a bit of a choker. But I think other than that, like Chris Paul doesn't make the Warriors unstoppable like KD did. So I do think there's a little bit of other teams are waiting for him to maybe kind of ruin the Warriors, right? Other teams are kind of looking at this and saying, yep, this do is the Russ to the Lakers. This is Russ the, the Nuggets Lakers. beat the Phoenix Suns if Chris Paul is healthy? Oh, come off it. Let's get out of here with yeah, this. Okay, so you can't, you can't, points in game one. You can't, so you can't possibly no. go with the Chris Paul's change in the calculus if you believe no, that. No, 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 no. Huh? This is a different type of annoying. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. The KD one was, oh, they're too good now, annoying. That's yeah. what made him unlikable. Sure. Chris Paul is unlikable for his own merits, not because he makes the Warriors like unassailable or, or uh, unbeatable. Sure. Just because he's so unlikable. To me, I'm with you guys. It's not a Warriors thing. I think most people are very polarized about Chris Paul, but the people that dislike him hate him and find him like he's a guy I just would really like to never win one. You know, I, I really I would agree. like I, I was I was there, but I'm leaning in so much harder the other way because now I've decided winning one with Chris Paul, where you can essentially take all the credit and it's actually yeah. worse for him to win one this way <laughs> than not win one. Well, certainly it's like, like, it's like the next level troll. Well, it's like, I don't care if, if, you know, if Chris Paul wins one and it's with the Warriors that, and I know that he's not the best player on the team and he's not like the guy or even the second guy or third, like that doesn't matter as much, but watching him win one, that first one, when they played Milwaukee, when they're up 2-0, Oh, and they were talking about how he was the MVP. Point right. God. You know what I mean? Right. All this. Leadership. And I was, I was going to lose it. Leadership. That's what it was. <laughs> Leader. And I was just, oh, man. I, I, gotta, I, gotta, I was losing it. And when they lost four in a row, I couldn't. I just, I think I cried. That was like the four and a half championship. That was like the half one. You know what? The Lakers won a half one. Like that was the half one. That was the half championship that we got watching Milwaukee. <laughs> that one. It was great. It was great. But this version of Chris Paul winning one, I don't I don't. I, I, I'll tell you this. If I do think, let's say the Warriors win this year. I do think Draymond will immediately switch to backhanded compliments for the rest of Chris Paul's life. Like right now, he's like, I want to win one for him. I want to do this. And it'll immediately I mean, turn that's into kind of a backhanded, backhanded thing to say. Like, I want to win one for him. Like, well, yeah, but it'll get even worse about like, right. and we even helped Chris Paul. Like, we even got right. him, you know, this or that. It'll just become an insult the way you're saying, Sam. In the event that they everything goes well year one, because I, I actually think it will. I, I think Chris Paul has just a history of uh, honeymoon period. Everyone buys in and then they slowly wear each other out. Also, yeah. Draymond has a history of that too. So it, it, somehow if this gets into year two, they're absolutely fighting and it's going to be significantly worse than the uh, the Kevin Durant or Jordan Poole situation. But I guess putting that aside, I want to ask you this. So we, we do a big Warriors question. Every episode in our countdown to training camp starting, we're down to the final three right now. This week's question, will Chris Paul end the season on the Warriors? Ooh. Adam, I'll let you go first, then we'll go around the throne. I'll say – I haven't really thought about this, to be honest, but I'll say yes. I mean, I just feel like this was a move that was made for them to try this, try this style, try this option. I'm going to go, even though I don't think the move is going to work. I'm relatively pessimistic on the move. It doesn't make sense to me. On the court, definitely not on the court. Um, but I think he, he stays. When have, when's the last time the Warriors made a big 
trade deadline move. Yeah, but Bob's Bob's not the GM anymore. I know, I know, I know. Maybe, I know. Like, maybe, oh, maybe Dunleavy is a little. Uh, he's been a little more decisive since he took over. Maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe see. he's a midseason trade guy. Maybe he's uh maybe he's a LeBron guy where he just wholesales the roster sure. halfway through. And, and I will believe that when I see that happen. Um, because that'll also have to mean that they that somebody else is going to be there. There's just a lot of moving pieces, right? Like somebody's gonna have to move. Are they gonna what are they gonna get? OJ Ananobi uh again? Is he on the is he on the contract talks again for the 50th time? So I just I, I think maybe Miles Turner. Do I don't think it'll work. That'd be a nice move. Um, but um, I don't uh I don't think so. But I, I also don't think it's because they're super successful at the move. I just don't think it's going to be possible to, for that move to be made. They'll wait till the offseason to trade them. I was really trying to get you to take the opposite side because I don't want to go three across the board on it. So Logically, I'll make, I'll it make, makes sense. I'll make, the, I'll make the counter case. I think he's gone midseason. I, I think the optionality will play out. Uh, I think actually it's going to be because of Kuminga. That's my, that's my take. I think Kuminga is going to be immature. The season won't uh his season like won't progress right and yep. they're gonna package the Chris Paul expiring Kuminga to get the player they actually want, the player they were unable to get for Jordan Poole because his value could not have been lower at the end of last season. Yep. Uh and I'm not even gonna name a name, I just think it'll be a, a wing type player. I don't even believe this take, but I had to throw. <laughs> some, I, had, I had to. I had to say something different than it to you because that's that's clearly what they're thinking. Their logic is uh, best case, it works out where he's kind of like this other dimension to their team, and he buys into coming off the bench and strength in numbers and blah blah blah. Worst case is well, he's a huge expiring contract, and Jonathan Kuminga is attractive, and that's thirty six million to. Uh, play with to to maybe acquire a player who fits more what we're doing. So fair enough. That's also why I, I can't be mad. It's not like they traded for four years of Chris Paul. It's like it, this will we'll either be laughing about it in six months or or it'll work. So do you think Draymond and and Chris Paul though have the same they can't bite their tongue quality? And do you think it's possible a player like Kaminga it just got doubled the vets yelling at him for things he knows. You know, when you make a mistake and you know it, and then the vet yells at you, now you got two guys that just can't not tell you you fucked up. Yeah, oh but God. I will I will say in Kuminga's case, he played his best basketball next to Draymond, mostly because Draymond just spoon feeds him. And Chris Paul, another guy who's like, just cut. I'll get the ball where you want it, you know, on, on a lob. And, 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 and that's significantly easier for him than – all right, uh, we're going to play our more motion offense, and you know you have to be able to think about where Steph's moving at all times, which is kind of complicated, particularly for a young guy like him. So uh, I don't know that I don't know that that's actually going to be a hindrance on him because he's he's clearly athletic and he can clearly help the team in various ways. It's the thinking part of the game that's the issue for him. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, I'm, I'm in a good mood, so <laughs> we'll leave it there. Uh, Let's pivot this another way. This is what, this is why I actually wanted to have you on. How, how's your summer been since uh, since the Nuggets won it all? Man, it, I mean, it's been good. But my big take is that the Nuggets had never gone that deep before, obviously, and it was exhausting. And it was the first time I was completely exhausted from basketball. I love basketball. I think I like it more than most people who cover basketball. I really like basketball. I was so sick of it from like all of July. I was just kind of out on basketball, so it was a weird sensation. But I think I'm back. I'm back. You were sick of basketball. 
I just was ready for to not think about basketball for a while. I was ready to like move away from it. Do you remember, yeah. Andy? You remember the first Warriors deep playoff run? Like you just get exhausted having to be that on. Yes, and like it, it gets the stakes get so high. You know, um, our 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 mail was not that way. I was like, I know they're fucking losing to the, the Lakers, yeah, so. yeah. I, I I guess I knew too. We we both <laughs> did. It was um. So the thing the thing about it is, and I was a lot younger back then. But the the Warriors here how the here's how the Warriors seasons championship seasons have gone right. The thrills right. So the first one is the first one. You just went through the first one. So the first one is is unbelievable. Nothing is better than the first one. Haven't won one in 50 years. Then the second one, you're actually even higher. But now you have the probably the greatest fall that we've seen yeah. in like 10 plus years, right? And then somehow you go even higher. Now everybody hates you and you have the greatest basketball team of all time. You win two, but then you yeah. fall again because you lose two guys to horrific season-ending injuries. And then after two years, you win it again. So I think from my perspective, that's being tired. Right, <laughs> when Nikola he's, he's calling you soft, bro. When yeah. Nikola Jokic retires, like one championship, one. Come on, man. Well, he retires. He goes and plays with his horses for a year. Then he comes back yeah. and he wins a championship. You know what I mean? Like that. That's the drama that you need. That's really the the really the. Top Wait, yeah. Where's that? Where's the where's the drama coming? Because no matter what happens. There's always someone who who gets a little bit of the disease of more. Oh yeah. Uh, year one with the Warriors was uh or year two it was it was Draymond. Everyone remembers like him with yeah. the I am a rob not a robot, trying to fight Steve Kerr, like all that sort of stuff. Obviously last year, uh Jordan Poole uh and and Draymond. <laughs> oh, that's a different story. Where yeah. where's it coming for Denver uh, this year? What's this your what's your what's your I uh, mean Michael career? Porter would be the obvious answer, and I think there's a chance there, but I actually I actually think it might be Michael Malone. I think he might be the guy most affected by the disease of more. I mean, you guys saw him at the parade. You guys saw him on ESPN. You saw him on McAfee show. Like the guy is kind of a star. He might be the most charismatic person on the roster, you know, everything considered. And he is coming up on the end of a contract. He he is pretty vocal about how much he'd like an extent. I kind of feel this like season? this might be. I think he has two years, but you know, you okay. never go into the lame duck year. Coach sure, always sure. get an extension going in. Unless, unless Steve, 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 Steve Kerr's going into the lame duck year. Well, there you go. But that, but I think I honestly, I know it sounds like I'm joking, but I might be serious that I think Malone is the guy I'm most curious to see how he handles this this year. That's that's I like that one because man, we heard a lot from my. It, it reminds me because we had the Oregon coach. I don't know if you guys watch college. Oh yeah, Dan Lanning. Yeah. We had Dan, I don't even know who that guy is. I, I will have to Chip Kelly. First time I've seen before. first time I've seen his face. Yeah, I was Just like, who is clear. this guy? He's got the stash on. I found out he coached Georgia, so he's not even a West Coast guy. Anyway, he comes on, he talks about, and for people that don't know, he talks about in front of the cameras, he's all talking about, you know, this isn't for clicks. They play for clicks. We play for for what was it? We play for wins or something else, right? Yeah. Now. He was talking about, and it's like, dude, you go to Oregon. You guys don't pay for anything. <laughs> you guys are one of the softest teams in college football every season. You guys don't win ever, right? <laughs> but you know why he did that. You know why yeah. he did that. He knew he was going to get in front of the cameras. You knew he was going to get famous. Now I know who he, what the guy is, right? So it did feel like a little bit. Now we all knew, we all knew Mike Malone, um, but uh, but he was like he was maybe nationally, was, you know, nationally, right? right? So that's part. I don't of think I most that. Laker fans knew who Mike Malone was until he started calling them <laughs> yeah, out. Right. Now that now they just can't get him out of his head. Or, <laughs> but you know what? But, you this know, is so. the thing I think about. Like Monty Williams just got all that money, right? Sure. It's not always who's the best coach. There's a lot of just 
like the charisma matters and are you on the radar? Quiet, good coach is almost in one category. And Malone, I really mean this sincerely because I don't think he's playing a part. He's really charismatic. He's hilarious. He's incredibly clear of thought in that he's one of those guys that he doesn't have, I don't think, complex thoughts, but he just knows what his take is on anything. Everything he always, and that's like attractive to listen to when a guy has a snappy answer. Former Warriors coach, by the way, Mike Malone. There, we can we can relive the the Mark Jackson, no, Mike Malone. Not. No, we will not. No, we will not. <laughs> I, I I just think he probably sees a lot of money out there that he's going to be like if he just becomes a little more famous, a little more out there. I think a lot he'll just we there's money to be made. But like moving away from a Nikola Jokic, I mean that is the best player in the NBA. He's he might be the freaking best. Yeah, but let me let me, let me let me. Let me throw some numbers at you. So Monty got 13 a year. Pop got 16 a year. Steve Kerr, which 17. I we, were, we had it on the rundown, um, but we just kind of ignored it at this stage. He hasn't signed a contract, but it doesn't sound like we have to worry about it this day. At least I'm, I would assume if it was contentious, we'd get a nice like Woj leak at this sure. point that something's sure. going on. So my, my point is there's no way Steve's getting less than 15. He's getting more than Monty. Maybe he doesn't get as much as as pop but honestly you probably get more than pop i mean i yeah. guess yeah and so what, I, what i'm saying is when coaches are starting to push 20 that's a lot of money and what, what's what's mike malone probably in the the five six range at this point it, you're talking mm-hmm. about you know his grandkids being rich he never has to think about anything like that's nba money that's not the assistant coach money so there's also power and, and years mm. and all of those things. And I think there's probably, I just think Malone, I've always said this. He's a very good coach. I have an enormous, a great leader, a great coach. He's also a great politician, a really good one. And I just think he looks at this and goes, my Q score has never been higher. My team is the favorite to win the title. This is my moment to seize more, to take more. Maybe I should be making some personnel decisions. Maybe I should be, you yeah. know, a little bit more involved in big decisions around the, the this yeah. company. And and I just think he know he'll know how to play that. That's never great. Never want head coaches to start making personnel decisions. Trust me on. I mean, you know, that's never <laughs> never great when they start to go outside what they should be should be doing. All of a sudden, you get guys that are thirty six. You know, Taj Gibson's on the team. Right. All of a sudden, you know, right. I don't even know why. I said Chris Taj Gibson. Chris but Ball's you, on the team. Anyway, yeah, sure, uh, sure, exactly, exactly. What is uh? All right, so you're if you're ranking. Your biggest concerns for Denver this year? Take injuries off the board because that's the obvious one for any yeah. team. Where do what are what are your top concerns for the Nuggets repeating here? Uh, depth is number one. They've got mm-hmm. six guys that are proven. You know, Christian Brown being the the sixth one who was there last year through the playoffs. I think he's going to be great this year. But after that, people don't realize this. Denver's guys behind Christian Brown, number seven, eight, nine in the rotation, are going to be Reggie Jackson. It's going to be Zeke Naji, and they're going to be Peyton Watson, who's only played 300 minutes in his NBA career and only about 600 minutes between college and his You guys like him, though. I've heard him a lot. You guys like him, but (laughs) I mean, this is is, is like Warriors liked Kaminga and this or that, where it's like if you're if you're staking your championship on this guy's going to make the leap, we the hundredth percentile leap we expect. So for me, I do like him a lot. But you know how hard it is to win a title, and he probably needs to be the eighth best nugget. And he, that means he needs to play 75% of playoff games, like 10 to 15 minutes. 15 minutes, yeah. 
What yeah, about, I, I, agree, I agree. By the way, I wanted to come in. I looked at it. I wanted to come in with a take that, that maybe you wouldn't say. That was number one for me. Outside of the Michael Porter Jr. disease and more, like, that's my big thing. I mean, Sam and I have talked about it. But the other thing, because I was looking at the Nuggets roster, and I, I think they're the best team. I think they should be the favorite. Uh, I'm sitting here, but I'm like, damn. They, they better be healthy, right? <laughs> they better be healthy for a whole – I mean, the Warriors do too, duh. But – the Warriors do have a lot of good players. You can argue how good is Corey Joseph at this point in his career, right? How good is is some of these guys? Dario Sarge. Star, Dario sure. Sarge. How good is he? But, yeah, I mean, like Zeke Naji, man, I, I'm sure, like, you know, he was good in fantasy basketball for a couple of weeks when he got minutes. But, like, I don't know how, how good he is in real life and, and whether he can, you know. So, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. But Christian Brown, I think everybody loves because he just knows how to play basketball. He's like an awesome guy, but I know how to play. Are you concerned – about any teams in the West? Uh, not really, to be honest. Wow. <laughs> I like that. We joke, man, and maybe you guys had the same experience, but sure. you know, the, the Nuggets were 57-year losers. They win one, and now I just feel like they'll win seven. I did, like, I, I've gone from I think we're losing every game to I think we're winning every game now. But the truth is, Yoke, I, I expected when Dwight Howard was brought in, I kind of thought like, oh, they're going to sign him. That makes a lot of sense. You need to just have some bodies. And maybe the plan is to sign guys like that or Boogie or something later on. But when I look around at the front courts in the Western Conference, I'm just unimpressed. Even I mean, I know Looney and Draymond I have a lot of respect for, but I'm just like, I don't know, man. That takes a lot to go at Yoke. And teams didn't really tool up the way I expected them to this offseason. Hear me on that one. You're not going to beat Jokic playing his own game. That's just, I think this is true of every great player. I think when the Warriors broke into the scene, everyone tried to play like them and tried to match Steph. Newsflash, you're not going to be able to do it. And so to beat, the, to beat the Nuggets, you probably have to go the other way. You probably have to zig when they zag. That was always the, the issue with the Warriors. Like Anyone who got into a contest of running against the Warriors would inevitably lose. The teams that bothered them could slow it down and just kind of pound them in the half court, uh, typically LeBron, right? So I'm looking at the Nuggets, and I'm going, look, Jokic is going to do what he's going to do. He's maybe the best player in the league. It, I've never really seen him have a bad series ever. He's going to get away with whatever he wants to do. The way you beat them is spread them out and kind of expose some of their limitations defensively. That's your best shot. Uh, and that's where... I do think the Warriors are always going to be a little bit of a matchup issue for them. And sure. maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's one year too late. Maybe it's not, but I just, I look at Denver and I still see how are they guarding when Steph goes high pick and roll the entire time with Draymond. If Anthony Davis, who's the league's best defender, cannot hold a candle to Nikola Jokic. Hopeless. Really, what's that? Hopeless. Yeah, right. There's, there's there's really nothing that anybody could have done. I, I I don't think like to to maybe you just get I mean Dwight to foul him six times, but that's just not how the Warriors play, right? In that in that series, I really don't think Dwight is even playing that much. So I, I agree with that point with Sam. Like nobody you can get unless you bring back we had this argument unless you bring back Prime Tim Duncan is going <laughs> to give Nikola Jokic trouble when Nikola Jokic is on offense. The only thing you can do to him is because is is right is have try to wear him down on the other end and time. hope score exactly and hope that you know some of those eight foot push shots that feel like he hits ninety percent turn into seventy percent shots because he's a little tired. God knows the Austin Reeves uh, pick and roll against Jokic wasn't wasn't scaring <laughs> wasn't scaring big Yoke you know wasn't 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 running him into the ground you know not not the greatest the, offensive the only, team. The only reason I, I see I don't know either about this 
the thing that I that that I think about is Denver had a 118 and a half offensive rating in the playoffs last year, and they went against a lot of good defenses. Sure. And arguably a lot of like like Miami's a good defense. They're versatile. Lakers obviously have LeBron and AD Gobert out there. So they had some good defenses, and Denver just carved them up. So I look at that and I go, the plan of I, it makes sense, spread them out and try to score. But Denver so consistently scores 120 in a playoffs yeah. against the best defenses that outscoring them is I mean, Golden State can do it, but it would take – you guys watch that Sun Series. Devin Booker shot 90% from the floor. Yeah. I would, I, would, I would just say the two teams you called out, Miami and the Lakers, are not good offensively. Neither yeah. one of them are – like, yeah, Bam, Anthony Davis. Like, there's a lot of players there like every team would like to have because they're good defenders, but they're, they just can't hang with Denver. So I don't know. It's, it's my thought that, you know, zig a little against them and just take your chances because they are, they're the best team and they're proven best team until they're, you know, the Warriors are going to have to turn back the clock if they're, I I would, and I agree with Adam in that, like, if I were him, I would be pretty, I would be feeling pretty good if that matchup that happened. Cause, uh, Draymond's 30 plus he's on the wrong side of 30 clay. What did he look like in the postseason, right? And he, and, he, and even I mean Steph is Steph, so actually not even Steph because he can he can still go nuclear. But you're talking about two guys that back in the day were taking over playoff series and, and doing things like that. So nowadays, I don't think you're getting that, which is probably why uh, just probably why they got Chris Paul because you know he's not washed up, you know. So speaking Can't wait of that, that happens, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say let, let's let's end on this topic because I wanted Adam's opinion on this, but. The only thing going on in NBA news right now is uh, the Damian Lillard saga. I was just thinking about it today. Is Dame actually good enough to elicit this level of of drama? Because I like, I know that I know we all have fatigue over it, but I'm just sitting here going, "All right, so Dame gets what he wants in Miami. Does that make them better than Denver?" And my answer is no. Does it make him? I don't know. I, I like. I, I just don't know that it actually shifts the odds that much. Like, obviously, he's better than Kyle Lowry and Gabe Vincent, but I don't know. Let's hear it out. Um, first of all, I don't. I think it's a leading question, and I'm 100 <laughs> with you on this. I've thought this for years. I there are certain athletes that get too much criticism, like every little minor thing, and then everything's thrown at them. And then there's mm-hmm. guys that get nothing. And Dane, to me, two years ago. Lost in six to the Nuggets that had Faku Campazo starting. He was the starting point guard, a matchup head to head. And that to me, he's like, like five, six. Yeah. It five, six, not in the league anymore. He played one year and then left. <laughs> Austin Rivers, all this. And by the way, people don't know this because you have to be super close to the situation to remember it. Denver only lost one of those games because there was a protest. It was in Portland. There was a protest in their hotel till like six in the morning. Team gets blown out of the water on, on like no rest. But so what I say that to say it was a beatdown. Nobody talks about it. In his prime, Damian Lillard going up against a team missing two starters that was a six seed and they lose. So to me, Dame has always been this guy who, one, he's one of the worst defenders in the NBA. I think he's one of the harder guys to build around. Like if you have him out there, I know it's the guard spot. It's hard to be good defensively when your point of attack and pick and roll defender is that bad. And then I think he's actually kind of hard to play with offensively just in the way that your offense is going to, he's going to be the, I don't know if he's the number two guy offensively on a team. He's going to be your number one guy, so you got to build everything, craft everything around him. So I'm with you on that. He's a really good player, but who, 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 who would you rather? Are have you just well? calling him a uh, just 
Trey Young with good marketing? Is that what I'm hearing right now? I, I almost compared him to Trey Young about the defensive part. So there's some. There's some <laughs> I, I like Damon a lot, by the way. I like him a lot, but he is to me a tier below the kind of guy you trade the farm for. And when you sign an extension and then demand a trade, I don't think a team, it's so hard to give up max contracts worth of salary and retain a good enough roster to absorb you and win a title. I don't think he's good enough to actually do that. Take away contract, take away, you know, whatever. Uh, one postseason, you know, Damian Lillard or, or Jamal Murray, who would you rather have? <laughs> I mean, people have thought I was crazy about this for the longest time. I, Jamal Murray, you have to watch him all the time to really get it. I wouldn't take that many guys. I think the line for me of where I stopped taking guys over Jamal is right at Devin Booker. And, like, if you told me in a game seven, who am I taking? I'm taking Jamal 100 times out of 100. Jamal – for whatever reason, cruises through every regular season and then plays like a monster in the postseason every single time. The guy's a winner. Yeah, fair. I, I would. I would. I see it. If I were a Nuggets fan, I would say the same thing. Yeah, I'm, I, I have nothing to contribute there. I'm gonna. I'm gonna add to that because he's he's it's consistently on my list. Well, no, he's consistently on my list of guys who I'm like he's significantly better than his numbers, and I just I don't care for you to throw, you know, uh, some sort of like Raptor rating at me because he's better than that guy, right? right? right. He also plays of off ball really well. Like him and Jokic have incredible chemistry. He plays off yeah. ball. Like that's not that's not normal. You don't see that from guys. I mean, I was, I was talking with you about this before the show, Andy, but it's like, is there any other guard other than Steph who you're comfortable as a first option on a title team? And I would say the answer is no. I'm, I'm just going to complete my own sentence. <laughs> So then you have to look at guys, all right, who can actually contribute in that number two role and take over as needed? And to your point, Jamal Murray, significantly more comfortable in that role than like, you know, someone like Trey Young, who's going to average eight to 10 more points per game than him this year again. So that's the kind of come into it too. We we can end on that. Love Murray. We'll give give a little little nuggets of Adam. Appreciate you so much for coming on. Anything you want to plug on the way out? (laughs) Not really. DNVR, (laughs) cover nugget stuff. I see some of my nuggets guys in there, but yeah. yeah. DNVR for nuggets. Appreciate it, sir.